0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. This is Shep Hyken. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I have a very exciting guest today, Simon Harrison who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for Avaya. And that is a company that, in short, helps customers connect to the companies anywhere in the world. Basically, helps people connect. So, we're going to get started in a moment. A couple of quick announcements. And if you've heard the show before and listened to the show before, you know what's coming. If you've got an amazing story or question, just Hit me on any of the social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. I am there. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer the question you send in on that channel. I'll either do it here on this show. I'll do it in my newsletter, or I may do it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that show on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, you can go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv and catch episodes there. All right, let's jump into our interview. Simon Harrison, VP, Senior VP, Chief Marketing Officer at Avaya. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me share. Really looking forward to this, actually.
0: Great. Yes. great- so yeah, we'll have man. a great discussion. Now, I mentioned that Your company is all about connecting people, but I just want you to give us like the elevator pitch so everybody knows where we're coming from. You're a platform that has been recognized in the customer service and experience world for years, and I just want the audience
1: to know exactly what they do. Yeah, sure. I mean, we are a software provider, an applications provider, and communications uh, solution provider that enables people like you and I to get connected to businesses and to Uh, be able to enjoy the benefits of the products or services that they may want to offer people like us and in this perhaps ever more challenging experience economy world that we're living in and we're quite passionate about empowering staff to be just as connected and empowered because obviously when it comes to customer experiences the ones you want to create those memorable experiences they're really enabled by employee experiences they need to be having great experiences themselves so yeah right We are proud to be perhaps making a difference in this world when it comes to enabling better connections than ever and actually enabling more productivity and the benefits as a result of that.
0: Yeah, I think on the inside of a company trying to create a positive experience with the software and solutions that are provided are an extremely important part of the customer experience because if you make it hard on that front line, it's going to permeate out to the customer. They're going to recognize that. Uh, oh, and and I sometimes sense frustration coming from, let's say I'm calling a support center, talking to an agent, and I, I sense the frustration is that I know they've had to open another program to look for something, uh, to get a piece of information. I can only imagine how many screens they have open on their computer.
1: <laughs> yes, and and probably more than ever, right? I mean, it's, it's nuts how much uh, as a staff member trying to create Oh, and inspire a customer to want to be a customer to show that they feel good about what they're doing and yet having to traverse a myriad of applications and complexity it's almost an impossible scenario so yeah we we are quite um quite precise in, in being able to empower staff not only through more of how we might compose the solutions they've got con- you know, combine what they've got with what we can deliver but actually how we can you know really help customers to focus on that more important factor of it being all about feelings. This is yep. what people talk about customer experience and, and it's it's all this sort of technology discussion. But actually, really, the goal here is to make things as effortless as possible and to make people feel good about what it is they're doing. You make your staff feel good about what it is they're doing by making them engaged and empowered with the right kind of technology. It's going to translate to memorable, great customer experiences is obvious, right? Chip, and this is is the obvious. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) and you're singing my song when you talk about that convenient and easy experience for the customer. And if we do it Mm -hmm. right, uh, whether it's a digital experience, people coming in through a channel uh, that isn't voice uh, Mm -hmm. or video, uh, so much video today, uh, or it's direct human-to-human contact. Customers Mm -hmm. want an easy and convenient experience. I was just working with a client who called me out. They said, you're being fluffy on the whole convenient thing. I go, fluffy, what are you talking about? Three years ago, I wrote an entire book titled The Convenience Revolution. And it was all about how companies are creating disruption by being more convenient than their competitors. Then we had this little thing called COVID-19 pandemic come along in 2020. And all of a sudden, all the ideas about convenience are no longer competitive disrupters. Their uh, customers' expectations make it easy for me. I don't want to go to your store. I want it delivered. I, you know, whatever we can do to make it easy. Um, oh, yeah. So, and and it goes more than just you know delivery. It's it's any interactions you're having with the customer. Where can it be made easier? That's simple.
1: Oh, absolutely right. I mean, ultimately, the experience ambitions have changed. If you look at all aspects of how we live our life, how we keep fit how we eat, how we shop, how we travel, how we live. They've all changed. And I, I'll argue that the pandemic accelerated things.
0: It did. It we, accelerated we, yeah, the adoption it, of these yeah, ideas. Absolutely.
1: But, but let's you know consider for a moment, that actually Industry 4.0, the biggest or the most uh, amount of change in a single de- decade, in terms of the innovation and technology around us, was already causing quite a shift you you talk about food services in the food services themselves when you think about the experiences you can have you can go for a meal prep service and you might go by review and you might go because they've got i don't know lots of people saying you get plenty of gravy on your chicken or you might go by well hold on what are your goals you want to get fitter you want to get faster you want to get stronger Here's what we would suggest for you. Now, that's an experience I'm going to buy. And we can go, go on, you know, probably forever talking about the many different experiences that people now not only want and expect, but that are more available if you consider a slightly different, looking at the technology through a slightly different lens. We think about composability, being able to propose solutions to create the right kind of experiences. Uh, share. And that, you know, combined with this focus on, on making sure that people feel good about what they're doing, is the utopian design really that's,
0: that's what we're yeah. after I, I like the, the when you said the word composability I'm I have this vision in my mind of a conductor uh, mm. com, you know there's a, a piece that's <laughs> been composed by a, a songwriter or mu, you know some music genius and the yeah. conductor is like managing the orchestra and making oh, it come to life um, yeah. so, so you have kept it's over and over again you've been using mm. the word customer experience. And I have been preaching this for years and all of the reports that have, and I think your background's in, is it in Gartner? Is that right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably are involved with a lot of research uh, still, but definitely in the past that just kept saying customer experience is going to be the number one differentiator, you know, by the time we hit 2020, I think it started Mm -hmm. happening before that, but people don't just buy products anymore. They, they buy experiences um, even General Motors uh, decided at some point, we're no longer a car manufacturer in our customers' eyes. We have, to, we have to deliver an experience that makes them want to not only buy from us, keep coming back, using us for service, providing the service that gets them to want to engage and stay loyal.
1: Absolutely right. I mean, that is it. Uh, I, I'm one of these crazy people that decides to get up every day and sit on a spin bike um, and part of a Peloton community. I did that
0: this morning. I,
1: a, right? <laughs> I did that this morning. I had my ride. I did 30 minutes with
0: uh, David Bowie. Uh, music. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what, who the instructor is, but
1: that's what I did this morning. <laughs> But here's the interesting part, Chet. I was not interested in spin classes whatsoever. I hate them. The idea of of sitting on a bike, you know, that lone piece of metal and sitting there and just feeling rather uncomfortable, not admiring any scenery, et cetera, is just not appealing to me. But... Being able to pick a preferred, preferred motivator who actually inspires me to be part of a community when I'm riding to get high fives and you know, seeing how people are doing with me and reconnecting with those people along on, on in future rides, being self-empowered to do something about my you know, own physical fitness is things like my training to your heart rate and so on and, and all of these things that's the experience I'm buying. I'm buying an experience. That's what I want. I'm not buying a product. I'm not buying a spin bike. I'm buying a complete experience.
0: You can and buy a I mean, spin bike for one-tenth the price of what correct. a Peloton is. So yeah. here's how I'm, I... This is not a Peloton commercial. You and I <laughs> have not been paid by Peloton. <laughs> we <just went> <laughs> but what yeah. I'm about to say will make it sound like we are. And that is, yeah. you're not buying a spin bike. You're buying Peloton. You're buying the experience experience. And all that comes with it, the ability to watch multiple programs live or pre-recorded. Uh, and then why it just blows my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, they, and, and some of the companies now, they have direct competitors uh, that they yes. didn't have before are really mm-hmm. doing a good job of saying, hey, look at the world out there. They, they don't just want a piece of exercise equipment. We've got to create an experience around it. We're going to create a community around it even. Nothing makes me happier than at my age, because you can see who you're, who's also in your class. There could be 500, a thousand people in your class. And I'm going, man, I'm in the half that makes the top half possible. No, that was school. I'm actually in the (laughs) upper half and I'm beating people in their twenties and thirties. And I'm thinking, you know, this is me. And I, it makes me want to come back and I'm motivated. I will, I will tell you though, uh, and I know we digress a little bit here. The First time I, I ride my bike, I ride a street bike and I can ride 50 miles, 60, 70 miles at a time. I'm not a great biker, I'm not a super fast biker, but I'm in good shape to do that. Mm-hmm. Got on that Peloton 30 minutes, it kicks my butt. Yes,
1: <laughs> there's it no does. letting up, it's just non stop. It's relentless, isn't it? And, I, and it I'm is. exactly the same, and, and it but it, I'm pushed. But the point is. A lot of these characteristics and experiences that I want in my personal life, with, with travel, I use this, I use a mapping app. There's a social mapping app and people can say, you know, there's an incident ahead and we can all help each other out on the road, thinking out loud, sharing experiences with each other. I use, as I've touched on things like meal prep ser- services, where I'm in control, I'm, I've got more influence, effortless, part of a community, more social, more connected, being able to configure things myself then directly translates to what I want out of the work app. The app I'm using in my everyday, I'm thinking I want the same experiences. I want to be able to do things like uh, engage the community of workers that I'm with. I want to be able to think out now and get support in those ways. I want to be able to do things more myself. And and that working differently really requires the kind of technology Avaya delivers. One of the apps we, we talk about quite a lot is called Avaya Spaces. And it's a great example of how we encourage all of those experiences as part of you know, just getting things done in your day that you can really relate to what it is that we're enjoying in our own personal lives as, as what makes those experiences great. And then we feel good and then we feel more we want to do more. We apply that discretionary effort because we feel good and we feel more empowered to get more done. So this is you know, the, the really, really important thing and great that you pointed out so clearly at the top there. People buy experiences, and this is directly translating in, in the business world, too. It's not just about
0: yeah. our personal lives. Yeah. So, and And uh, to summarize this topic, I think that customers have experiences they like and enjoy, and that sets the benchmark or the bar for anything they do. So a personal experience, a retail experience is going to transfer over to a B2B experience if you're in that business your customers aren't comparing you anymore to your direct competitor, but to the best experience they've had from anybody, any company. You know, Why can't your app be as good as the Peloton app? Why can't your your speed be as quick as Amazon's? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. so it, it gets into it. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about experience thinking, and I want to get into personalization. That's an extremely important, hot topic. Customers want to know that you're connected with them. You know who they are and they want you to make it personal. We are talking with Simon Harrison, the Senior Vice President and CMO at Avaya, and we are going to be right back. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll-be-back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com.
1: You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling
0: author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Simon Harrison. We've been talking about the importance of customer experience and how it's not always – actually, I don't even think it anymore is about the product. It really is about the experience. And before I get into asking you, Simon, another question, I just want to make a comment that you can have the best product in the world. If you don't create the experience around it that works for the customer, they're going to go find another place. That said, you can have the most amazing experience, but if your product doesn't live up to what it's supposed to do, people are going to say, I love them. They're very nice, but I got to go find something that works for me. So it really takes a combination of both. That said, uh, and I'll start off with this question. If you had a choice of uh, one being weighted a little bit more than the other, what would you choose? I think I know the answer based on what we've been talking about, but let's go there.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a great question. I actually I agree with you. Um, there has to be a balance, but I, but I I would argue that if, I'm, for example, if I'm I'm buying a product that is slightly light on features, I don't know. Let's say um, I'll, I'll say a phone. Um, and I know there's a couple of shortcomings, but I, but in terms of being able to procure it, being able to um, you know uh, enjoy the benefits of the kind of services that come with that brand, be able to you know resolve issues quickly, be able to let's, let's say if I decided I want to, I'm, I'm, I've kicked it around for a couple of weeks and I want to throw it back, I'm more likely to buy it to begin with. So even with that knowledge, you know of, of it may not necessarily be the utopian product I'm more likely to buy if it gives me the right kind of experiences and experiences that I would describe as effortless. Right. Effortless is not its not a dark art, is it, Chef? I mean, it's actually, you know, there are a number of things you can tick in terms of boxes around effortless. Yes. If it's repeatable. If, if you can go anywhere in the world and you can enjoy that same coffee, that's a great example of effortless. If you can- You don't have to think uh, about it. Exactly right. It's it's, it's, it's a mental effort, yeah, yeah, exactly. or actually yeah. mental effortless. Let's say if you could, if you could, if you could book a flight and know that within the next ten minutes decide to just cancel it and go somewhere else. Are you more likely to book that flight to begin with? The experience that's being offered directly influences your buying behaviors and your buying decision sort of ambitions. And so, it is there's a marriage there. Yeah, well, I agree. Mean, the pull up has to be reasonable,
0: <laughs> right? So, so uh, the the short answer is the experience is really at the end of the day more important than the product if mm-hmm. the product does what it's supposed to do, and yeah. and experience can trump competitive features on a product because you, you really want that you know yeah. uh, particular product. You know, mm-hmm. I know a car. Let's go well, back to car dealerships. You know, I mentioned General Motors, but I know that there are some people that say to me, you know, I'd probably rather have a little bit fancier car than, the, and I'm not going to mention any specific brands than mm. the brand they're buying. But that dealership, man, I could never see myself going anywhere else.
1: Okay. There you go. Yeah. 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 Perfect example. I've got that example myself. There was a particular brand that I got out of where the experience was so good. Um, I immediately noticed the difference when I got into this other brand and I was like, hmm, in my mind, I'm trying to justify going back to it. I wanted, the, I wanted the, 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 the new Shiny product, but even today, I'm still sitting thinking, I know I'm going to go back to that brand at some stage because it was just so great uh, in terms of what I wanted. Yeah,
0: yeah I love to hear that. All mm-hmm. right, so let's jump over to personalization because part of the customer experience means that you understand who your customer is. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk a lot of times about what I called scaled personalization, where you feel, you're being talked to by the brand, but actually, you and and you know, ten thousand other customers who fall into the same bucket are getting the same message. It just resonates with you. And then there's true customized personalization to an individual or an individual company. Let's go there. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really about self empowerment, isn't it? Ultimately, you we can. We can speculate. We can uh, we can do a pretty good job using analytics and insights, knowledge that we derive around a particular customer. But you've got to understand, you know, things about their basically, you know, from a persona perspective, you've got to understand an awful lot. I and mean, then if you look at the technology trends, we talked about Gartner earlier, they make it clear that the biggest spend it seems to be every year is about in investing in technology to enable you to truly know your customer. It's a, it's just, you know, it's a it's a fait accompli. That's where people need to, you know, put some serious dollars to really know the customer. But you need to enable them to be able to, to let you know too. You need to enable them to be self sufficient self, self-enabled self in sharing those kind of things and have both those unconscious biases and conscious biases to then Im- improve their experience i'll give you another uh personal world example all right Next, as i'm watching movies if i hit the like button after i watch a movie that conscious bias using the ai algorithm starts to inform creating a channel that is perfect for me so I've got the unconscious biases of, around, you know, uh, what they suggest and what they think might be good, and then I've got the biases that I'm applying on top of that that creates the utopian experience for me. I know I'm always going to pop open that app and find the perfect movie for me. It, the combination of two is yeah. really what personalization has become, actually, Yeah,
0: right. What I think when you give the thumbs up on whatever show you're watching on Netflix, what you're doing is you're telling the computer, the artificial intelligence, that's actually mm-hmm. finding other movies and tv series and whatever you you know the content you like to watch it it's confirming yeah. that mm-hmm. they're on the right track or it's helping them get on the right track
1: exactly exactly self 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 you know enabling us to be able to suggest what it is that we want how we want it in all of the things that we do now as part of you know getting engaged with the customer being able to do that as part of how we engage engaging with staff and colleagues whoever it is as part of our ecosystem of people that we might be working with here is absolutely essential if you want to start to realize the benefits of personalization in this world, this booming experience economy where the data is just off the chart and the problem is trying to make sense of it all. So I, I went to
0: a, I wrote about this a number of years ago I went to a store, a retail store, and I walked in, and this guy sold me. Uh, I was a. Uh, I, I went to buy ice skates. I play hockey, and he sold me some hockey skates. Mm-hmm. And I came in like a month later to buy, I don't know, a roll of tape or whatever for my stick, and and he said, "So, how do you like those skates?" I thought, "Wow, he remembered me." Uh, well, of course he did. I mean, that's. I mean, I, they don't sell skates every day, and and the few customers, well, they do sell skates every day. They just don't sell like hockey tape, they wouldn't, the guy wouldn't remember me, but I bought, you know, $500 pair of skates. Now I'm on Amazon and Amazon says, welcome back, Shep. The last time you were here, you were looking at this, you know, and it's like, I just had the exact same digital experience that I had when I walked into the retail store, yeah. but yeah. it was digital. And then, you know, people who buy this also like that same type of thing you're talking about with Netflix. Yeah. And it really is amazing how, um, you know, I feel, I, I truly believe Amazon was a front runner of this technology of mm-hmm. personalizing the digital experience. And we've moved from being able to connect human to human, by the way, very few companies. Um, and there are some out there, but very few are able to create a digital experience that actually rivals the human experience mm-hmm. uh, in such a way that makes you feel like you're talking to me, you know me. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's very impressive.
1: I love the point there about, I mean, Amazon, it's it's all about, well, it's a great example of buy by review. I want to feel good about the decision before I even make it. What's the first thing you do on Amazon? You're scrolling down a list of products that all look reasonably similar. You're looking for, the, for the one that's got the most reviews on it. Yeah, and it helps you one. make a decision. Okay, I'm going to use, but also what Amazon's done in terms of personalization is I can get my little spinning circle on my, on my uh, home device here, and, I, and the other day I, I got this and it, it played an announcement saying, just to let you know, one of the items in your favorites list is half price. Hold on a second. Then it said, do you want it delivered tomorrow? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. This is nuts. So if you consider the, the example of going to the store and buying the skates, now add to the fact that this guy is, is throwing, imagine he's picking up the phone or sending you a note to just, just say, when it happens, these are the things I know you're interested in. Every single customer. And by the way, there's a deal to be had on the things that I know you're interested in. That's been automated using AI, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's all informing this buy decision, all part of this you know very, very dramatically improved uh, experience uh, that we, we we're now used to share. And so yeah. Great examples.
0: I, yep. I, I know we're getting tight on time, and I have ah. one. And I, that's okay. We're going to go a little bit long because I just want to share with you, and, and I want to bring it back to the communication systems that yeah. Avaya is is known for, and the platform mm. and the software that you provide. Um, this is what amazes me, and only because we're talking about artificial intelligence and personalization. Artificial intelligence is not just about interacting with a customer. It can also be about interacting with a salesperson or a customer service agent on the phone uh, talking to their customer. When the customer calls in, immediately the record of the customer is brought up in front of the agent or the salesperson. We can see buying patterns, what they bought before. Now the customer asks a question. And the computer in the background is listening to the customer, artificial intelligence, and understanding what the customer is asking, and it's feeding the agent the answer. It's Mm -hmm. so easy for that agent to get that answer. And then not only that, it's saying, hey, you're talking to Shep. Shep has bought this before. He's asking this question. He's like 5,000 other customers that have done the exact same thing. Shep doesn't know it, but he needs to buy this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now AI is supporting the agent who is going to give me a better experience. And by the way, to not recommend those, you know, maybe if it does cost me money, still to not recommend it is a bad customer experience, uh, to not provide that to the customer.
1: Absolutely right. Effortless is, is the key word, right? Yeah. If you talk to an agent, I've had one say, I didn't know half of this existed. I didn't know to search for these things. I didn't know to to, to where we are. I just thought, I'll just continue to use all of this knowledge that I've just built up over the months, years to make these kind of decisions and to decide what to tell the customer. Now they're being presented with things that make them feel energized, make them feel good because they feel more empowered to do even better. Exactly. Exactly. So you're right. There's so many benefits to this technology and it is transforming and supporting our ambitions in delivering these, the, you know, what it is that people are looking for experiences. First and foremost.
0: Yeah. All right, so we're down to the final question. I always ask the, the one thing question. <laughs> what little nugget of information would you like to share with us as we exit today?
1: Avaya is actually doing an amazing uh, thing in the world. We're actually trans, trans actually transform excuse me, we're actually transforming the experiences that people can have as part of their their the many things they're trying to do in their day, but, but personal and, and business uh, ambition driven. And we are very excited about the one cloud platform that we've we've enabled to be able to compose the right solutions for specific use cases and complemented by what we call the experience builders um, partner ecosystem. And so I would just like to share the fact that you know we're excited about how we're en- en- uh, enabling everything that you and I've just discussed and that's really what we're doing at Avaya, in addition to that top top line of being able to connect people and enable them to be more productive than they ever have been. So yeah, that, that's probably as simple as I can get it. All right. <laughs> and I think that
0: basically, uh, sharing that, sharing a little bit more about what you do, let's summarize it and bring it back to what this whole conversation was about. You're no longer just selling a product or a solution. You're no. selling the enablement of experience. And that's what it's all about. Perfect, Shep. Perfect. Awesome. Well, all right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another amazing interview here on Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Simon, for being here. Much appreciate you. We're going to be back next week with another interview, so please tune in until that time. This is Chef Hiken reminding you to always be amazing.